Thy time is thy own, though across it you travel. Grasp firmly the beginning and the end. Destiny be over your head. Home. Come home. Raceland began the fifth chant. Green dragon, because by fate even the gods are cast down. Weep ye all with me. Raceland's voice cracked, faltered. Something was wrong. The magic pulsing through his body slowed, turned sluggish. He stammered out the last few words, but each breath was an effort. His heart ceased to beat for an instant, then started again with a great leap that shook his frail frame. Shocked and confused, Raceland stared frantically at the portal. Had the final spell worked? No. The light around Crescenia was beginning to waver. The field was shifting. Desperately, Raceland cried the words of the last chant again, but his voice cracked, snapping back on him like a whip, stinging him. What was happening? He could feel the magic slither from his grasp. He was losing control. Come home. His queen's voice, laughing, mocking. His brother's voice, pleading, sorrowful. And then another voice, a shrill kinder voice. Only half heard, lost in his greater affairs. Now it flashed through his brain with a blinding light. Nymph fixed it. The gnome, my friend. As the dwarf's blade had penetrated Raceland's shrinking flesh, so now the remembered words of Astinus's chronicle stabbed his soul. At the same instant, a gnome, being held prisoner by the dwarves of Thorbarden, activated a time-traveling device. The gnome's device interacted somehow with the delicate and powerful magical spells being woven by Fistan Dantilus. A blast occurred of such magnitude that the plains of Durgoth were utterly destroyed. Raceland clenched his fists in anger. Killing the gnome had been useless. The wretched creature had tampered with the device before his death. History would repeat itself. Footsteps in the sand. Looking into the portal, Raceland saw the executioner step out from it. He saw his own hand lift his own black hood. He saw the flash of the axe blade descending, his own hands bringing it down upon his own neck. The magical field began to shift violently. The dragon heads surrounding the portal shrieked in triumph. A spasm of pain and terror twisted Crisania's face. Looking into her eyes, Raceland saw the same look he had seen in his mother's eyes as they stared unseeing into a far distant plain. Come home. Within the portal itself, the swirling lights began to whirl madly. Spinning out of control, they rose up around the limp body of the cleric as the magical flames had risen around her in the plague town. Grisania cried out in pain. Her flesh began to wither in the beautiful, deadly fire of uncontrolled magic. Half blinded by the brilliance, tears ran from Raceland's eyes as he stared into the swirling vortex. And then he saw the portal was closing. Hurling his magical staff to the floor, Raceland unleashed his rage in a bitter, incoherent scream of fury. Out of the portal, in answer, came lilting, mocking laughter. Come home. A feeling of calmness stole over Raceland, the cold calm of despair. He had failed, but she would never see him grovel. If he must die, he would die within his magic. He lifted his head. He rose to his feet. 
using all of his great powers, powers of the ancients, powers of his own, powers he had no idea he possessed, powers that rose from somewhere dark and hidden even from himself. Raceland raised his arms, and his voice screamed out once again. But this time, it was not an incoherent shriek of frustrated helplessness. This time, his words were clear. This time, he shouted words of command, words of command that had never been uttered upon this world before. This time, his words were heard and understood. The field held. He held it. He could feel himself holding onto it. At his command, the portal shivered and ceased to close. Raceland drew a deep, shuddering breath. Then, out of the corner of his eye, somewhere to his right, he saw a flash. The magical time-travel device had been activated. The field jumped and surged wildly. As the device's magic grew and spread, its powerful vibrations caused the very rocks of the fortress to begin to sing. In a devastating wave, their songs surged around Raceland. The dragon shrieking answered in anger. The ageless voices of the rocks and the timeless voices of the dragons fought, flowed together, and finally combined in a discordant, mind-shattering cacophony. The sound was deafening, ear-splitting. The force of the two powerful spells sundered the ground. The earth beneath Raceland's feet shuddered. The singing rocks split wide open. The metallic dragon's heads cracked. The portal itself began to crumble. Raceland fell to his knees. The magical field was tearing loose, splitting apart like the bones of the world itself. It was breaking, splintering, and, because Raceland still held onto it, it began to tear him apart as well. Pain shot through his head. His body convulsed. He writhed in agony. It was a terrible choice he faced. Let go, and he would fall, fall to his doom, fall into a nothingness to which the most abject darkness was preferable. And yet, if he held it, he knew he would be ripped apart, his body dismembered by the forces of magic he had generated and could no longer control. His muscles ripped from his bones, sinews shredding, tendons snapping. Caramon! Raceland groaned. But Caramon and Taz had vanished. The magical device, repaired by the one gnome whose inventions worked, had indeed worked. They were gone. There was no help. Raceland had seconds to live, moments to act. Yet the pain was so excruciating that he could not think. His joints were being wrested from their sockets, his eyes plucked from his face, his heart torn from his body, his brain sucked from his skull. He could hear himself screaming, and he knew it was his death cry. Still he fought on, as he had fought all his life. I will control. The words came from his mouth, stained with his blood. I will control. Reaching out, his hand closed over the staff of Magus. I will. And then he was hurtling forward into a blinding, swirling, crashing wave of many-colored lights. Come home. Come home. War of the Twins Written by Margaret Weiss. Narrated by Axe Norman. The End